When I was what? young and an idiot, which I'm now just old and an idiot. Oh, Jake. Jakey, 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 Jake. Hey, pass me a beer. Jake, 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 Jake. I mute you, but I can't unmute you, so you have to unmute yourself. Look, at least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. Jake, 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 Jake. Hey, who wants to play Drink the Beer? Right here. You win. All right. What do I win? Another beer. I am here for you guys to make fun of me. Just have a cup of coffee. Beer it is. Coffee. Beer. Poopy tap. I kill for a beer. <gasps> All right. Who's doing the intro, kids? I did the last one. Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. Are you up to the, are you up to it today? Me? Uh, oh, Jake's back. <laughs> you up to do the intro, Jake? Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. We're going to stop you until you did it wrong. So okay. Yeah. I'll do it. I got it. Um, you ready to go, Chad? What's that? You ready? I'm ready. Go ahead, Jake. Go. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is another uh, installment of Bearded Hops. I am guest star. Yeah, I'm going to go with star there. Jake. Uh, sitting here with Adam. Say hello, Adam. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Jake? Thanks for uh, coming across the street. Yeah. And good to yeah. see you. Good to see you. Hey, it is cold and snowy. And I got our boy up here from Wisco, Chatter. What's up, everybody? So this is up another the, episode. Uh... Oh. Chad? Yeah, up in the uh, the north north, way up north of Green Bay. You, you gotta let Chad. You have to stand up and show your your sweater to everybody. You have to. I have to right now, right you off the bat. Have to. That's all right, so, right now. Start strong. All right. So this shirt, I won second place in an ugly sweater contest at a bar in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and I think I won this second place prize because I was actually wearing ugly sweater it's taking pants. a lot longer than I was hoping. Just stand up and show the damn sweater, dude. <laughs> that is that is so ugly. I like the beer. The beer is nice, but it is that's ugly. That's cool. But anyway. I like the sweater. Uh, funny story, Chatter. The first time he told us about this, he said he won first place. No, yeah, I corrected did. myself. I corrected myself. Well, now. And then you said good on you for correcting yourself. But hey, let's get into this. Uh, thanks hey. again for having me, boys. This is another, as I said, episode of Bearded Hops. So what we're going to do is we're going to try out a beer today. We're going to start off. We're going to rate it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to look at the bottle, talk about the bottle, talk about the flavors, talk about the background of the company. Once we get that into a glass, we're going to look at it, talk about what it looks like. We're going to sniff it. There, there we go. go. That's what I was waiting to hear. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we're going to sniff it and smell sniff it. Sniff it. Talk about those flavors, and we'll give it initial rating. And then after that, you know, we'll take a walk, uh, talk about the beer a little bit, explore some other beer news. Uh, we're taking a walk? Where are we going? Yeah, we're going to take a little, you know, a... Uh, the virtual walk. Yeah, virtual oh, see, walk. It's cold outside. There's a lot of snow. I don't want to yeah. go for a walk. A metaphorical walk through the interwebs and uh, look at some beer news, look at some background of this beer. And then uh, we'll This podcast back. got really different. We're taking metaphorical walks now. We'll... Uh, you know, we'll come back. I'm going to punch Adam in the face, and then we'll give it a final rating. And uh, yeah, we're going to have ourselves a great little episode. Yeah, this will be the best rated podcast ever if you do that. Punch him in the face. <laughs> that I would say, I would say, 
I would say here because let's be honest, these all these people are tired of all these dudes. Yeah, it's time for we should actually have Gina come down and try this. I that, I, I liked it when she did the other ones. It was it was good yeah, to have somebody fresh... who yeah who doesn't talk beer like we do and well, it smells like and she's like oh it tastes good you know so I <laughs> yeah I was listening to nice uh, KBS CBS and I was like oh man she sounds so much better than us uh, <laughs> yeah maybe we she needs like a segment like Gina's Gina's take I don't know. There you go. Ask the wife what she thinks of the beer. That's what it would be. Uh, yeah, so everybody, thanks for joining us. Um, and yeah, we're going to be... Tonight's beer is going to be from Three Sheeps Brewing. And I just recently did a quick review. And if you don't know what that is, hit up our YouTube page um, and you will see. We have Chad and I do some quick reviews each week. Just short, quick, um, about what, five minutes? Well, actually, three to five minute three to five minutes. Yep. of the beer. Um, for those of you who don't want to sit through the whole um, podcast, but I did the 2017 version of this. This is three sheep. Is that really? Did you really just try to burp? <laughs> You're starting. But blame He's starting off early. It's terrible. I'm seeing a doctor tomorrow. <laughs> You need to see a doctor tomorrow. Uh, we are doing the um, Kuvi Blend 2018 um, by Three Sheep Brewing in Wisconsin. I get, I'm really looking forward to this one. You just didn't based, have the 17, right? That's right. Uh, just based, but just based on your review of the 17, and these, but that that doesn't really give us any context because these are all different every exactly. different that's, every that's single the, year. Right. That's the really cool thing about this series and they just started in 2017 so jake the one you and i did taste is their first time doing this but every year is different so it's not like with cbs um you know and all the other ones we had where they try to keep it you know nice every year after year right this this is only a year two so yeah we've we've had both i know and i'm very very tempted to actually go back get another bottle to age for next year i should have picked up three last time i almost did last night uh I'm, i actually may do the same thing if yeah, this is so, if this yeah. is really good tonight i i probably will do the same thing and i'm actually i'm gonna ask them if they have any 17 left too you're gonna be going back before we get into it too much um how hard is this one to get so they just released it uh January, January January 19th. 19th. Yeah. yeah so they just released it um and I actually went back and forth a little bit on Instagram because I had posted a picture of my review of the 2017. They asked me if I'd had the 18. I uh, didn't even know the 18 was out. Um, so they just released it in um, in Wisconsin. And so the guy, Beer Bazaar in Hainesville, was talking to him because that's where I got the 17. He said he didn't even expect to get it last year, that it must have just had some extras and he ended up getting it. But usually it doesn't come down here. So... When I went to Woodman's and Kenosha to pick these up, um, there were like four there. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to restock it. Um, I'll probably go up there later this week sometime and try to grab another bottle to age for next year. So, so you should have bought more. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously. So two other things before, once again, before we really start getting into this, which I'm excited because I really like the two, uh, 2017 that Adam shared a little bit with me. One is I want to thank you, boys. I joined the club here. I got my uh, hat. Uh, this was inspired first by Adam, and then Chatter picked up a nice one. And what's cool is it, it's the uh, Hilltop. Uh, Hillsboro. Hillsboro. 
Hillsborough Hops. Hops. Burt. Um, so I ordered this right from their gift store. And uh, it's, you know, it might sound stupid, but I, I get like the receipt that comes in the box and they they hand wrote, uh, thank you for your order. I was like, oh, was like, that was nice. I ended up buying mine off of Lids. So I didn't get a handwritten note. I just got a bill. I like to support, you know, local businesses. So, you know, I went ahead and did that. Uh, <laughs> Stop aggressing, Jake. <laughs> so we're going to try so nice. This is uh, the second year that Three Sheeps has done this. Uh, we will, uh, like Jake so kindly pointed out, we're going to go ahead and we'll crack this open. We'll get it poured uh, because I really, really want to drink this. And then we'll start talking a little bit about the beer, um, what we know about it, which isn't much because they haven't released, they haven't put a whole lot on their website about uh, the 2018 uh, variants. And then we'll talk a little bit about the um, the brewery as well. So have you been to this brewery, uh, Chad? No, I have not. I th- actually thought I was going to just accidentally end up there this weekend because uh, Brittany said something about going to Sheboygan. And I'm like, <gasps> we're going to go to Sheboygan. And then she's like, well, I was going to, but then some things changed and she couldn't go. So, Sheboygan. Uh, so you're I kind was, of just like a brewery tease right now. That's exactly yeah, you had what me it was. I I I was really disappointed when she was like, no, we're not going. I'm like, oh, man. Is that when you decided to get that Scotch Chub? Ooh, the old Chub? Chub rating. All right, I'm, I'm cracking this open, kids. I'm not playing around anymore. <laughs> All right, so. Um, yeah, Adam, can you toss that bottle opener? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm sure your bottle opener. Okay, so a little bit about this. Um, go, Pat, go. Nobody cares. As so, always. Um, <laughs> so we will. Uh, I just got sick. So here's a look at the bottle. Um, and when we spin it around here, you can see when this one doesn't have the age on it. My other one did. There's no stamp on it, but it really it can't be that old anyway. Um, well, the cool thing about this bottle is right here on this side uh, of the bottle, if the camera will focus. Come on, buddy. Um, right there on the bottom, it'll tell us what the mixture of these are and so this year for the 2018 uh we have 19% imperial stout that's been aged in second use rye whiskey barrels nice we have 50% imperial stout with toasted coconut aged in second used bourbon barrels holy crap i'm mouth watering 25% imperial black wheat with coffee aged in second use bourbon barrels and 6% belgium style quad Aged in second-use bourbon barrels as well. This is a limited release. Do they have an ABV? Anybody? Bueller? I don't see one. I don't see ABV. Uh, I thought 12 point, uh, twelve something. Do you guys smell the coconut? Am I crazy? I, yeah, I think is, I, yes, yes, you can get coconut. that, right? So if you look at the front of the bottle, uh, it's an ale with coconut. The, the simple explanation is an ale with coconut, coffee, figs, molasses, aged in second uh, use oak barrels, and then you you turn to the other side, and that's what Adam just read is the full description of where these, uh, where this blend comes from. Chad, if I just see figs, what flavor am I to assume? If you just if you say if you see figs, what flavor? Well, what? isn't a, isn't a fig like a berry flavor? <laughs> well, a fig, yeah, a fig is a tree. It makes a. a I just fruit. think of fig Newtons, but. Yeah, fig, well, there's, right. a, there's fig different flavor of fig Newton. So, what flavor of fig are we having here? Hey, guys, fig you, Jake. Too early, <laughs> way too early. So, just for um, poops and giggles, I do have the 2017 
bottle here. And so like we said, each version is different. So real quickly, the 2017 was a 38% Imperial Stout Asian red wine barrels, 13% Imperial Stout Asian and bourbon barrels, 12% dark wheat aged in bourbon barrels, and a 37% black Saison aged in red wine barrels. So that was 2017. Yeah, and that's a, that I, I I need to go. I really want to find a 17 because I would actually like to collect these bottles. I'm assuming I'm going to love this one. Um, and I'm I'm jealous that you have the 17 bottle and I I don't. But <laughs> what's funny is when you were here, yeah, and we, did those, supposed we, to talked, we talked about doing a fourth recording in the weekend and doing this one. And then we were both like on Sunday, we were both just kind of tired and be like, eh, let's not do yeah. it. And then, yeah. <laughs> So I know um, I was very surprised, obviously, how good it was. Um, and also just another note about this. Basically, um, the, the, on this on the side in here, I'm not going to read all of it because it's a very long thing. But basically how this works is once a year, they step back, take a look at the work they've done, and they create a special brew that draws from the best of the past 12 months. They call it the Kuvi blend. So that's what they're doing. They look back on um, 2017 and look what they did really good and uh, toss it in here. So and I'm going to say this. I, I gotta say, I'm I. This is slowly becoming one of my favorite breweries. Um, I went back and looked at my untapped check-ins from Three Sheeps. Every single one of them, I think, is a three-two-five or three-five or higher. And that roll out the barrel that I had the other day is a delicious one too. Um, you, you also the, did a quick review of roll out the barrel, which will be yep. coming out also. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, I looked doing the research on the brewery. I really am gonna. I'm gonna get more of them because they have so many beers that look so good i know and the brewery I know. itself just about when you when we talk about the brewery we'll talk about some of the stuff but they're just very impressive um the way they you know quality try to change things it's really cool and i'm, I'm done talking i'm starting to pour so kuvi very simply means a type blend or batch of wine especially champagne Ooh, kuvi Hey, uh, what other type of beers do they have that you want to try? Are they pretty, they have a wide sort of well, mix? Let's talk about that in a minute. Well, because uh, I, I kind of just pour it. Pour your beer. Let's get a, let's get a taste on this. Because I actually do kind of want to dive into some of their beers a little bit. It's interesting on their website, the QV blend for 2018 shows that it's aged in bourbon and red wine barrels. I think that's a leftover 2017 uh, label. Yeah, they, yeah, they um, their site's not up to date um, yeah. with 2018 information. So. Yeah, there's no information on this on their website other than uh when they tapped it and that they'll have 22 ounce bottles available on June or January 19th. And I'm I mean just on the pour it's a the head is thick and it's like very very similar to what we saw I think I want to say with CBS I think. CBS, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Um Strong aroma, really it's sort of strong in the air as soon as I poured it. It's, it's bourbon, got a sweet, right? sweet bourbon smell. Yep. Yeah, definitely the bourbon for sure. The the thick head there. So this one doesn't use any any wine, right? It's all whiskey and bourbon. Yeah, it's all whiskey and bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Um, black wheat, Belgian style quad, Imperial Stout, Imperial Stout. Uh yeah. That's why I'm whiskey wondering about that barrels. ABV. Because you have a quad, they're usually the only ABV, and they yeah, have the, bourbon, which is makes them higher in the aged. The only thing I've been able to find on this, as far as ABV goes, is eleven percent. So it it's actually, I mean, if that's correct, it's less than last year's. But so chatter, maybe it's not. Maybe they don't have to put the ABV. I know we talked about that in a previous. I know. I know. 
Uh, yeah, because it's not on this. It's not on the bottle that I see. Uh, what does it have it on there or no? Yeah, no. on last year's bottle it says twelve point six. So I think that yeah. you're still seeing last year's. And and that jives with their website, but the ABB so think, is not on the we'll, website. It'll be a bit before we see it. Um, well, it's on. So, it's on untapped at eleven percent, but I don't know if that's accurate. It smells really good. I mean, I'm definitely getting bourbon. I'm drinking. Interesting. Last year, oh my! The God. smallest contribution they had from any of the four beers was twelve percent, whereas this year, the Belgian style quads only six. So, sort of a big big drop down. I was actually, I don't know if you boys, I was doing my research on beer blending. So I have some thoughts on, on why that is, but go ahead. First, 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 no, first impressions. I haven't sipped it yet. I'm going to do it right now. That's delicious. That is so good. Now I'll tell you that I didn't smell any coconut, Mm -mm. but when I drank it, I tasted a little bit, but I tasted more of the toastiness of the coconut. You know that toasted coconut? Toasted coconut on the so, sides of my mouth, I get. I mean, on the sides if I of would, my... if it wouldn't have said, if I wouldn't have read that it said coconut, I would just taste the toastiness of it. You know what I'm saying? And the bourbon, of course, is right there. It's really, it's, it's really good. I really like this one. That's delicious. Yeah, I, I smell the coconut, but I don't taste it. Man. But doesn't it get back to a previous episode, Adam, something I didn't know you were talking about when you add the hops to the boil can be the difference between the smell of a beer and the taste of a beer. As far as the hop characteristics of it, yeah, which actually we're going to be talking about later in the show. We're going to talk about IBU ratings because, and you were here for that, so it's kind of good how we were talking about uh, the difference in uh, Pliny and Two-Hearted, right? Well, we Because one was 100 and one was like 55, so we're going to talk about that um, a little bit later. But this is and chad since you didn't have it but jake you had the 2017 i'm the 2017 you could definitely taste the wine influences in it but so this one is much less i would say tangier because you had the, the wine notes in the 2017 this one has much more of a bourbon barrel aged flavor to me adam i think i like this one more oh yeah definitely so, i agree with you some of the comments i'm reading about it so since you guys have had both of them the um, a couple of the comments here I'm seeing are it's not as sweet as last year. Now this one Absolutely. tastes okay because this one tastes a little bit sweet to me, but it's not. They're saying it's not as sweet as last year's. Well, last year was aged in right. It was two different barrel. two red wine barrels, right? Two, I think two of them were aged in red wine barrels, so that brought out some of the sweetness. I think, um, and and there was a saison in there, black saison as well. Correct. Not only was it aged in two different wine barrels, but um. The ones that were aged in wine barrels made up 38% and 37%. So it was very heavily sort of favored towards that. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I definitely understand the uh, last year was sweeter. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, so it, it definitely depends on your palate as far as which one you would you know prefer. But my goodness, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we had the 17 and tasted it before tasting this one because 17 was good. And this is really good. The 17 was great. In fact, you had saved because uh, you had started it and then you, you you corked it so that you could share it. Um, and I liked the 17 when we had it, but this this is more sort of my type of, of stout flavor. I mean, Absolutely. I really like that bourbon flavor. Yeah, and even because even the 2017, even though there was bourbon aging in there, 
I think the red wine offset that, so you didn't really get it as much. Absolutely. And I also think the toasted coconut, that's a nice kind of curveball to throw in there that I didn't really know what to expect when I saw that, but my goodness, the, the toastiness hits me on the back of the tongue. And you're right, Chad. I think you said the coconut on the side of the tongue. Yeah, that's um, where I that's where I get the coconut. Um, I don't get any I don't get any coffee in the actual when the beer's when it's in my mouth. But as I'm now I'm, I'm talking, I can you know how you can almost kind of you can almost it's kind of weird to say this, but you can almost taste your breath sometimes after drinking a really right. strong beer. Right. I can I can taste coffee as I'm talking, yeah, but like I didn't the, taste it going in. The coffee's in the legs. You know yeah. I mean? The coffee's in, yeah. it's in the end of this beer. Yeah. Like, I don't, you're right. I don't taste it up front. I don't even taste it on my tongue. But after I swallow it and give it a couple seconds, yeah. then I can hear Shut up, Jake. Then I can hear Swallow it. Then I can, uh, <laughs> then I can definitely taste taste it. So, and what what was the other one? Um, the fig? Is that okay. right? Was there? Um, on the front, yeah. Coconut, coffee, figs, and molasses. And the molasses makes it a little bit sweet. <laughs> a little bit more respectful. That's how you do it. A little forced at the end there. Hey, that, it was um, good for me. But the other one is also second used rye whiskey barrels. And I don't know that I've had too many rye whiskeys to even know that flavor if I tasted it. Well, I had a I had a rye whiskey a rye whiskey aged ale this afternoon. I don't I, I'm not a big fan of rye whiskey. I've had a couple uh Door County Distillery does a um does a rye whiskey. It's not bad, but I'm not a big rye fan. I'm not, but I now that I've had that rye that rye on rye from Burl, um, uh, Boulevard this afternoon, I don't, I can't, I, I can't taste the rye in this like I did it in that one. But that was just a rye aged rye whiskey aged ale. Yeah. But I yeah. Cheddar, I don't, are you talking um, rye whiskey aged ales? Are you talking rye whiskey in general? You're not a big fan. Not of. A, yeah, not a big fan of rye whiskey. I. I I like. I had a good. I had a great burp, and I did not unmute my microphone. God damn it! It wasn't great. <laughs> I'm a big whiskey fan, a big bourbon fan. I don't, but I'm not big on rye whiskey. My burp was way better than Adams. Mine second shit. So the um, <laughs> we'll we'll do our ratings here in just one second. But the let's see the 2018 ratings so far for the Kuvi blend. Um, Untapped has a total of 219. <laughs> check-ins and it's a 4.29 rating right now so that's not bad i mean of course it's very small chickens because it just you know started hitting shelves but still even if it's a small sample 429 out of 220 is there a lot of people rating this a very very good beer so dumbass question but educate me guys when it says toasted coconut aged is that meaning when they prepared the hops no, so no, all I'm, this, yeah, all this is no done. Well, yeah, go ahead, Adam. Sorry. Yeah, all this is done. Um, like at what point in the process? The fermentation process. So okay. instead of us putting, you know, in the the fermenters that we have when we do like the home brewing, um, they might put it in those fermenters for a period of time and then move it over to a barrel and let it keep fermenting there. But yeah, this um, that's where that comes in. So. Toasted with with toasted coconut. So they must have tossed in toasted coconut 
they put it in the barrel and then put toasted coconut in the barrel with it. Because it's so toasty, and I think that's my favorite part of the flavor. And I'm just trying to sort of envision during the process where you would add that that flavor. Where are you tasting? Like when you say you're you're so toasty, like where are you are you tasting that like right up front? You you hit it with toastiness, or I'm tasting it right up front. I'm smelling it and I'm tasting it right up front. And and that would make sense because that's fifty percent of this one. But the one thing I will say that I am noticing though, the head on this reminds me of a Guinness. Even even though Guinness is nitro and this isn't. Yeah. The head on this is just like that thick, very creamy, tiny mm-hmm. bubbles, you know. Um, yeah, they're tiny bubbles, yeah. And that, that could really have to do with the freshness of this. I mean, this was a week old. Three weeks old. Yeah. Week. I'm actually I'm curious enough about this beer that I, I just might take a drive to Sheboygan this week. So not awesome. to compare it to another beer, but remember how we were doing CBS and they had that whole like dark is, you know, the night is darkest before the sun or something. Um, <laughs> it's not like this, that. this beer is darker. <laughs> I mean, look at this. This is this is. Pitch yeah, black. I was actually I was going to shine. Uh, I was going to put a flashlight, my uh, my phone flashlight on this, because this, when I do when I the when I do my scatter. quick quick reviews, it's so dark in here. I always have to put a light on to get the true color. But it doesn't matter. It's black. It's black. I mean, there, it's, there's, there's no light getting through this. No, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah, I just did with mine as well. So, um, man. So, uh, Jake, give us your initial thoughts and your initial rating on this uh, Kuvi Blend 2018. Well, um, my initial thoughts is, once again, I for me, it's got a lot of toast. You know, the best flavor I can say is coming out for me is the, the toasted. Um, the toasted I, coconut or just a toasted flavor? I, you know, I, I smell the coconut. I don't taste the coconut, but I, I taste toasted. And I don't know. I'm trying to think of a different word to describe that, but that word just kind of stuck in my head from reading the bottle. Um, I think it's delicious. I, I'm going to put this at, I'm starting it at a 425. I mean, this is damn good. It uh, is. Damn good beer. What do you say? What's your initial impression and uh, your initial rating? Yeah, so I mean, I get, I do get uh, some toasted coconut flavor. I, I'm actually not smelling the coconut so much as I am have a little bit of a taste of coconut, which is always interesting because that's I, the thing about beer reviews is is everybody's different, right? So Jake smells the coconut, doesn't taste it. I don't smell the coconut, but I taste it. So the, all these, all of these. Uh, reviews that we do are so subjective to our own to our own palate so it's it's really interesting bourbon i taste a little bit of coconut i get the coffee on the exhale not on not taking it in um it's for an imperial stout with the the aging uh it's delicious i'm gonna go i'm high on this one four seven five Ooh, four seven five that was horrible by the way four seven five that's that's really that's nice i mean i that's i totally that's, see that's Goose Island Bourbon County territory. Right, exactly. Um, one thing I will say is I just took it and kind of swished it around the cup like you would a wine and took a drink of it, and I definitely was hit with the coconut after I did that. The other thing that will be interesting is how this is going to go as it warms up because we each have our own pint, <laughs> so we're yeah. going to be drunk tonight. Well, so, so before, I get it. before Adam's rating, I was going to say to you guys, um, one, I know I like this because I need to slow myself down because it's just <laughs> – damn good i'm just gonna keep drinking it um 
what's your expectation for for how this might change as it warms up? Because you've you've talked a lot about that on some of your previous podcasts. I I expect to coffee to come out a little bit more, um, and maybe even the coconut to come out a little bit more than what it is. Um, but other than that, it, what I like about this is it's all a surprise. <laughs> so well, and usually, I mean, the bourbon bourbon flavor actually usually use for me usually gets stronger as it warms up too so i know you got to do a rating real quick adam um so go ahead and do that but then i got a question about these the bottle each individual bottle yeah so i um i'm actually going to land right in the middle of you guys at four or five um yeah i mean when i took that first initial sip i had the thought that you did chad of wow this is bourbon county territory right here because this is really good um yeah and I, I only expect it to go up because I, what I've, I've been finding drinking more stouts is that as they warm up, more flavors come out, and it just gets uh, more delicious as Chad dies back there in the background. <laughs> Apparently went down the wrong too. Okay, that's got to be worse than my burping problem, right? Whoa, sorry about that. I tried to breathe it. Give me something. My eyes are watering. <laughs> uh, was that your own fart that's doing that to you? What's going on? No, I tried to breathe it instead of drink it. Oh, okay. Well, with it in your mouth? That, that, that doesn't seem right. <sighs> I'm all right. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I am going to say, yeah, uh, I'm going to land in between you guys with a uh, four or five initial rating. But yeah, I don't see that going anywhere but up. So what was your question, Chad? What were you going to talk right. about? So I'm curious. Um, so you had the two bottles at your house that you guys are drinking. And I've got mine up here. My bottle, since I bought it over the weekend, has just been sitting in the wine rack at room temperature. I did not drink it at room temperature, though. However, I probably f- what time is it now? It's uh, eight eight o'clock or eight fifteen or so at night. I put this in the refrigerator at four thirty for an hour and a half. Took it out at six and let it sit until until we open them up. So what I was trying to do there is get this somewhere because room temperature is going to be about seventy. Well, maybe not seventy liquids are going to be a little cooler than room temp. So right. I'm 60 is probably 65. What I was trying to do was get it somewhere around 50 to 55 when I opened it. So I figured I was totally guessing, but an hour and a half of refrigerator cooled, take it back out and just let it sit. And it's, it's cool. It's, it's cooler to the touch. So I think I probably did a pretty good job. I wish I had a thermometer where I could. There's a thermometer. I know. I get have an one, accurate reading. I don't want to get it. Um, yeah. So but where are we? So, I bought you, yesterday. You, so was yours cold or? Yeah, I bought it yesterday and just popped them in the garage fridge and then Jake grabbed them out. I'd say they've probably been sitting here in the desk for like 30 minutes or so, Jake, right? We had about 30 minutes there. Um, do serious beer drinkers do that? Do you know? Do they take the temperature of their beer outside of having a a beer I fridge? I doubt anybody I, actually. I, I'm sure. I, I, would, I would think that more serious tasters probably can just tell by... As soon as it hits their mouth, they'll be like, no, this is too cold or this is too hot. And yeah, and I think it's just more fun to – I like getting the first few sips cold and then waiting for it because I like to see it, how it changes over, right. over the time. Yeah, me too, and that's why, I, that's why I stuck it in the refrigerator for an hour and a half because I wanted to get – I wanted to chill it a little bit because I didn't want to just drink it at room temperature all night long. I wanted it to be a little bit cooler and let it warm up a little bit naturally as we drink it. I think what's helped me with this show uh, – being a guest and being a follower and a fan is drinking my craft beers a little bit slower. 
and letting that flavor change because yeah. you know they always say like uh, one drink an hour or whatever that is but i was like well what if it's three drinks an hour you know so i it's been it's been good like especially when we were doing uh cbs and we really took like an hour to drink it uh and i want to say we took about that long with goose island though i know we were drinking um you know two different ones i'm not sure if we took quite that long no we didn't take quite that long but also another thing with the cbs is we did each didn't have like a full pour we only had one bottle of that you know whereas with the with the goose island we each had our own bottle you know so we we were able to take a little bit more time plus we were kind of drunk by that time anyway so, uh, <laughs> that was a good day i want to do that again soon by that the way was, <laughs> that was an awesome was something we should do four times a year at minimum at least yeah yeah, I'm telling everybody listening. I mean, I was in that point where I was like, you know, I love you, man. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was totally thinking to myself, anybody listening to this show, get together with your friends and plan a day where you just sample some really, you know, just kick-ass beers because that's what we did and it was a blast. Well, I think yeah, what's going to be yeah. funny is the next time that we do this, you know, with the show that we have to do, the shitty beer show, that's going to be the show that we have I, to I, do. I, I, I thought you might say the reunion show, like where we I, go back and do those again. No, wait, get those I same beers of, again? Good luck getting those, man. No, I thought about the shitty beer show today uh, as I was watching. Um, We've talked we, about so it so much. It has to, we can't like not do it now. I, I think we got to line it up. We, we're, we're at, uh, what, 10, 11, 12 episodes or whatever now, and we've talked about it at least in more than half of those shows. So if it doesn't happen, that's uh, shitty on us, but we have to do the shitty beer show. Can we call it the, the get shitty, shitty beer show? Because that's probably what it's going to take. I don't want to drink face. that much. Get, get shit faced. Get shit faced, the shitty beer show. Yeah, get shit faced off the shitty beer well i will probably i mean i think you guys well i don't know about you jake you being a coors light guy and all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes Uh, for those who don't understand uh jake we're just we're just jake has a base beer uh that he grades things on and his base beer is apparently coors light okay okay but i'm just saying if if coors light is really your base beer then every beer should be about a three and a half or a four no, 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 no. Okay, Here's your listen. Chance. Go ahead. Cl- clarify. But do it quickly. We need to move on. Okay, very quickly. Listen, everybody needs a reference point, or at least anybody that, you know, is can, you know, do one plus one, which Adam struggles with. You know, it helps me to have a reference point. <laughs> really? So here we go. I started on untapped. You know, I just took my my standard. It's a hot day, and I need to drink six beers. That was Coors Light. So I just I graded that, and it just gave me a reference point. Screw you guys. No, 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 no. Don't get no. don't get mad here, buddy. Listen, if I could burp, I wouldn't be so mad, but I'm just a little testy. <laughs> it's a little... A, his lack of burping's <laughs> got him all pissed off. You're keeping it all bottled up now because you're you got a little performance anxiety going on there. Out is better than in. I, you know. <laughs> no, uh, I don't no, we're not making fun of Jake here. Uh it's just it's funny because um when I, I am when i first met jake I know what are. he what what he was going to was coors light and that really hasn't been that long ago i thought you were saying what he was going to... through was coors light <laughs> <laughs> i know you've had some craft beers over the years i mean you had pliny the elder way before i did like three years ago four whatever so any you, any you... brew he's brewed, he brewed with us like four or five beers he brewed with us so so let's move on and talk a little bit about three sheeps so the owner uh grant He's the founder and owner. I guess he grew up in his grandpa's, ran around his grandpa's brewery, or his dad did. I don't remember. Either Grant way. Grant Polly. 
Either way, he's got Bree in his family. Great story. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Bite me. Um, he's got Bree in his family, and he finally um, he's working in the, the family's concrete business and decided to open up his own brewery. I guess after three months of being open, or a few months of being open, they won Rate Beer's award for the best new brewery in Wisconsin. Yes. Which I didn't even know there was such an award, but and I, I think it's fun. I, I think it's cool they put on their on their own website, <laughs> comma. So best new brewery in Wisconsin, comma, a state overflowing with fantastic beer. So it's a it's a yeah, nod please. to the other beer, the other fantastic beers in Wisconsin. But you know what? We might be a little bit better. <laughs> I'm just gonna say if you can get this beer, I don't know where it's you you guys tell me where it's distributed outside of Wisconsin. It sounds like even getting in Illinois was lucky. Um, if you get this beer for 12 bucks, buy this beer. Right. That's the other thing. That's a good point. I didn't even, didn't even talk about that, Jake. I mean, this cost us 12 bucks. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, what, it, that's what it cost me pint. too. For a pint bottle. And, you know, we're talking about CBS was 20 something. 25, right? $26. Yeah. And then the Goose Island was $14 for, for a pint. And we bought 14 or 15 of them. Uh, yeah. Quite a few of those, but I'm just saying, so, talking about the per bottle here, the price for this isn't. I don't know, three sheeps, you could definitely charge more. Thank you for not, but you could definitely get away with charging more than you do because this is some good stuff. When you go and look at the other uh, 22 ounce, 22 ounce to 750 mil bottles that are out there, you're looking at 15 to 25 dollars a bottle pretty much everywhere. 12 dollars for this is a great, that's a great deal. Now, they cool. talk a lot on their website also about heart and science and it's mentioned a couple different times um, that they like to brew beer differently and they're meticulous in their research and they have a scientific process to figure out how to make whatever they come up with to try to make it work. And so one of the things they say is that we, we like to make beers that nobody else is brewing in ways that nobody else is brewing it, but in a way that's so balanced, you wouldn't have noticed it if you didn't tell you. So are you guys noticing a balance? Uh Yes. Is there not to me? I mean, to me, there's not one thing that's like boom right in your face. I mean, definitely, I definitely taste the bourbon, right? But it's not like it's overpowering. Or anything like that. The only thing for me that that, uh, and I would not call it overpowering. The only thing for me that is stronger than the other taste is the is the toastedness. Otherwise, I think this is a nice complex blend. Uh, and the other thing I'll say is it has a great has a great aftertaste. It really sits in your mouth. Um, it coats your palate. It kind of hangs out. You know, it's just like the dude on the couch. Like it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's very, it's a good time. It's very, for me, you're, you're exactly right. And I, I mentioned that a little while ago about the coffee coming back after I drink it, but the bourbon sits on my mouth and the coffee sits on my mouth. But and I as can't a believe drinker, I, I love this. I can't believe that you're tasting so much coconut. Because I, re- I really, I don't. I mean, I taste no. it, but it's not. No, I smell the coconut. I, I taste the toastedness of it. Just, yeah. The whole thing has like a toasted flavor to me. And I'm I'm just digging it. I definitely get the toast. Yeah, I, I get the toasted for sure. Um, I think a few sips that I've taken now that it's warm up a little bit. I mean, it's hot as hell in this room. But um, open your window. I did open the window. So you, you can um, open it farther. <laughs> uh. I, I taste the coconut more now that it's warm. Double up. barrel, baby. What did we do to deserve <laughs> that? I mean, I like it. <laughs> but, you know, so I'm kind of a visual guy. So when you guys told me, you know, when Adam gave me the 2017, he said, 
Oh, this is four beers blended. You know, in my mind, it was just like a vat or a pot, and they just poured their four best beers in there. <laughs> and just like somebody had like a big ass wooden spoon, they just started mixing that shit up. Like, I was just like, what does that mean, blending? So I've been trying to read up a little bit on blending. I don't quite know, you know, what it might look like if you're pumping out barrel after barrel, but I did find some interesting stuff. They talk a lot about trial and error with blending. Depending, uh, determining how much to add of each beer is the fun part. All you need to do is add a known amount of beer to another amount of beer, stir to blend, and then sample to see if you like. So the point being, you know, they don't know going into it necessarily how much of each beer they're going to use. That's a lot of trial and error. That that'd probably be fun. The other thing that I, I read here, especially about beers, when they started blending, is they would have older beers that didn't taste as good anymore, but they didn't want to throw out. Because, you know, they cost money. So what they would do is they would blend the older beers with newer beers just to make them drinkable so that they wouldn't have to throw out the older beer. And they would smooth out sort of that sourness, that spoilage taste. Uh, and everybody would get to, you know, get hammered together. So uh, still not quite sure what the process looks like, but starting to understand it a little bit more. That's actually one reason I, I would actually like, I, I think I want to drive over to Sporgan this week to ask these guys about the process of making the, the Kuvi blend, because I totally agree with what you said. I'm not sure there's anything really wrong with that as long as it comes out. All right. Well, it's just science, Chad. You, it's not about agreeing or disagreeing. Right. So <laughs> but I, I want to know what their, what, what the process is and how they arrived to, you know, choosing the four, the four blends that they that they chose to make this something that's this good. Well, and, and imagine too, like, you know, imagine it's, it's you and Adam, right. And you guys are working there and you guys are like, you know, the two people in charge of this and you start mixing it up and one of you samples it, or, you know, you're like on your 10th sample and one of you is like, you know what, this is perfect. And the other guy's like, no, I, you know, I think this needs a little bit more of the, uh, you know, the quad, like we're at 4% here. This needs to be kicked up. You know, yeah. it, it, like who makes that final decision? Well, brewmaster. I mean, that's, it comes out of the brewmasters. Brewmaster. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, just, Chad, if you do go, let me know. I may be willing to make the drive because. Do you guys have a beer that you'd like from another brewery that's a blend? I, I can honestly say this is, this is the first time I can remember drinking a blend. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know that I've come across a blend. That's what, that's why when I saw the 2017, that's what intrigued me to buy it because I'm like uh, a blend. I mean, I've heard of wine blending. Oh yeah, right? wine blends heard, all the time. That, right, we've heard of yeah, whiskey blend. But I, this yeah. is really the first time I've seen, especially to this level where you have what was it's four in this one, or was it five in the last one, or whatever it was? Like it was four in the last one. Okay, so just going to that extent, though, you know, taking four different beers aged different ways and just coming out with something just amazing. I can't name another brewery that I know of that does this. I'm sure there's t there's plenty of them that do. I just I don't know. This is this is the first time I've come across it. Yeah. Now, when you look at their uh, as on their website, now number one, their website I think is really good. We've talked about this before, Chad. Like we're yes. impressed with somebody's good website. Their website. Yes, this is, really is a nice. great website. Um, their year round beer, beer, their year round beers. Uh, looks like there's four, no five, six. Uh, I can count one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six of them, and I haven't had any of them of uh, the year round beers. Have you? Oh yeah, you got to click view all to go to the yeah, yeah. view all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's so six I, there. They have a, a pills. They have the fresh. 
Fresh Coast, which is a juicy pale ale. Um, with nitro, they have a nitro stout that'd be nice to try. Um, uh, IPA, of course, an amber ale, and another IPA. So I've had two of their year rounds. I've had the water slides and the cashmere hammer, which cashmere hammer is a nitro stout, del- very good, awesome beer, and the water slides, excellent IPA. Uh, now they have seasonal and special beers. Looks like they have four listed here, and they say that our seasonal specialty beers allow us to. F- Further flex our creative muscles. They have a nitro barium. So it's a nit- nitro something. Uh, Uber Joe, happy summer and paid time off. I'll have to look for those as well. I this, think I've had Uber Joe. Is it a Nit- nitro? It's an imperial, not a nitro, imperial stout coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then they do have a small batch barrel aged, which is roll out the barrel. I don't know if you saw a chat on there, roll out the barrel. It's a different, totally different label than yours. That's a, that is, a, I think that's probably going to be the 18, 2018 label. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool label. Um, yeah. So they have a it's kind of like old, kind of like old west, like right. Old, you know, old, old west style label, um, old paper. Um, that's yeah. It's it's a it's, it's a cool. A cool look. It's cool. Yeah, I see that barrel. I feel like I should be pushing through like some swinging doors, you know, and being like, just leave the bottle. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Uh, then they have small batch, small batch noble tongue. And this one, they say sometimes we have an idea that doesn't fit into the standard understanding of what beer is. We call them noble tongue because that's what you've got to have to drink them. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> they have a hobby spice one. What is this? It's Imperial IPA. Does this have some type of like, oh, with ghost peppers? Give me that's on their homepage. Can we, can we, we be brew a beer with ghost peppers? <laughs> I think there's a sentence on the in this uh, paragraph that's funny. Uh, well, two sentences. One, they use the word big. I don't like that. But uh, if your tongue is noble and your heart is pure, you'll experience something you'll, you've never experienced before and learn that a flavor you thought was crazy isn't that crazy after all. These beers are big. I don't like that word. Sometimes odd and always a bit of an adventure. What's, did you ever see the movie Big or like what's... Did you have a bad experience? What's going on? No, I, th- I think the word, I think. Um, <laughs> was it like a young Tom Hanks scared you? Or? Uh, we talked about this on a previous we podcast. Talked. That um, the, the, Using it a word a therapeutic like. therapeutic episode for Chad where we talked about his fear or uh, upsetness over. It's not a, it's not a, I, just, I just feel like it's, it's a nondescript word. Like you say a beer's big. I, what the hell does that mean? So does that mean equally you wouldn't like small, right? Because that's just as ambiguous. Yeah, I just I feel like I, th- I feel like beers can be a little more little more well defined. And I mean, when you're de- when you're describing a category like this noble tongue category, maybe that's okay. But if you're describing like if you if if we're talking about this uh, tonight, and you say, "Oh, this is a big bold flavor," those are two very nondescript words. Yeah, I have no idea what you mean by big and bold. Uh, I will say though, looking at this site, um, you know they got a big selection. Uh, you know, drinking. Uh, this cuvee with a big taste while I'm looking through this site, you know, really elicits, elicits a lot of big feelings. Um, I like a lot of their big names here. You know, I think first kiss, I like that. I like this big time off. Um, you just yeah, the only names. thing I don't understand is like, you know, where's this big 2018? That's all I'm going to say <laughs> is like, you know, I see Jake. the big 2017 there, but we're kind of missing a big, 2018 premiere of Cuvée. They do say about the, the ah, that it big. is a nod to French winemaker tradition of Burgundy. So. <laughs> now, is it, is it warmed up for you a little bit, Jake? Uh, it's definitely warmer than we started, but I would say it still has a sort of uh, chilled temp to it. I haven't, I have not 
I would say that the the toast is less pronounced. Otherwise, I haven't noticed a big change. I'm tasting more coffee. That's what I. That's the first with that last one for sure. There's more coffee uh, pronounced in that. One. I didn't notice. What glasses are you guys using? Only child. Oh, I got the. I was using the stout glass tonight. Yeah, I brought the stout glass in here, um, but went with the only child because. I really would like to uh, try this imperial black wheat ale they have called Midnight Bourbon, brewed with uh, Belgian yeast aged in bourbon barrels. So, wouldn't that be fun, Chad? I'm not like, sure if I had one with something like that. Have the cur the the I, I keep wanting to put an R in there the the cuvee. So have the cuvee ready to go, right? But first sample the four and then go into it. You mean try? You mean try the four separate beers? Yeah. Yeah, like try them all first. You know, it it, it could be like a um. You know, just a taster size or something. You know, two ounces, four ounces, whatever it is, uh, and then go into the blend. Are we halfway? Where's everybody at on the ratings? Halfway. Well, that was it's a start. <laughs> I still feel like you're just gonna puke all over the computer I did. over there. Yeah, listen. For the record, I muted a huge fart, but anyways, <laughs> I mean it was big. Uh, well, I'm halfway down my glass at this point, and I've poured everything, so I'm more than halfway. So with a beer like this, like I, um, you know, Adam had brought me some of those Bourbon County. I have them aging in my basement. I know he's got a case aging. Uh, Chad, I don't know if you have anything aging at your house right now. Yep. I brought um, five or six of them. Nice. With a beer like this or the ones that were aging, is there also an equal sort of flavor reason to drink it like immediately after it's bottled? Like could somebody make the argument if I said, hey, I had this beer three years, and they said, well, hey, I had it a week after it was bottled, and it's better then. Like, is that a legitimate argument? I think it is, because I think when it's bottled, or when it's tapped the first time, is what the brewmaster intends it to taste like. Okay. Great answer. And you also uh, got to take into account, it's already been, it's already aged, been aged for a period of time. You know, this doesn't really give us timing, but these, I mean, this has already been... Aged in these bourbon barrels, you know, before it got bottled. So there's, there's that aging's got into it. Now, the whole idea of aging, whether it's a, you know, Bourbon County, whether it's CBS or whatever, is just, you know, because there are, are bourbon aged already and because they are higher ABV, you you can get away with aging them. You know, like we've always said, you don't want to age a, a pale ale or anything like that. So, well, right. Yeah. I'm talking about beers that you would age. Any idea since this was bottled? How long ago it was blended? Do you do that like right away? Do we have any idea if that's part of the process? Yeah, I have no idea. That's something we'd probably have to ask when, if we go to the, the tap room or something. Yeah. I have no, yeah. no yeah. idea what that process is. Like. Uh, I, I will go there this week. I've got I'm a not, big list I'm, of questions. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. I'm not even going to say I'm going to try to go there this week. I will go there this week. Uh, three o'clock Saturday is a brew tour. You can do that. Next Saturday? This Saturday. Or every Saturday. <laughs> Looks like you just want to go Friday next Saturday. Saturday. For the, the next five minutes, Chad and Anna will discuss which Saturday they're talking about. We need to get to halfway here, but I really don't want to just shoot this because it's so good. Yeah, it's it's not a beer you you chug. No, this isn't course. So I'm, when I was what? young and an idiot, which I'm now just old and an idiot. <laughs> um, for the next five minutes jake will discuss how he's an idiot go ahead jake i used to love irish car bombs which was a you know a tall glass of guinness 
Do you think it would be fun to just sort of drop a shot in here and chug it? Or am I no. just an idiot? <laughs> You're an idiot. You're no. an absolute moron. No. Wait a minute. Those are... You are, wait, 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 wait. These are two different questions. Wait, wait. No, don't answer if I'm an idiot. Answer it. Could that be tasty? No. No. Don't ruin the beer like that. Fine. Where are we at halfway? I'm halfway. I, oh, I'm sticking at a 475. Where are you at, Jake? Are you still at a two? Okay, so a two. I started, this was way above my base beer, of course, light. Um, I started at a four. Hey, you said it, not us. Yeah, exactly. I'm just proud it. of it. I am leaning towards going to a four five. The only thing that's changed is I really want to go visit this brewery because. Uh, what are you doing Saturday? Going to visit this brewery with you. Yes. Hell yeah. Let's do no, it. That, that right there made me warm and toasty. I, you Let's know, do it. That... I haven't tasted a huge difference besides a little bit of, like you said, coffee with it warming, but it's still, uh, we're not drinking it like room temp yet. It's still not there. I don't think. Right. Um, Cadillac. Four seven five easy. So you're staying at the four seven five. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I am actually going to go Jake. up. Uh, four seven five. I'm going up from the four five. And I'm My, tasting. I, I, I'm tasting more coffee. And and now that I'm talking into this mic, and this muff is absorbing my breath. There's more. I can smell more coffee. <laughs> you know, I I honestly, I actually could get could get this beer five. <laughs> there it is. Just give it a five already. You know you want to. Oh, you want to get but I feel like oh baby five since CBS he's completely <laughs> raping this microphone over here oh baby since CBS I I almost feel like I need to back off the 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 jumping to the five scale now I've got 14 or 15 fives on my, in my checklist I've got one that shouldn't be and I've a got five a four, four seven five that should be so that's so a lot of matter. fives it's a lot of fives I know sure. I know I know. I, I drink a lot of good beer. You high five him, mother. I drink a lot of good motherfucking beers. He said it. Why can't you say it? For the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I, I feel like since CBS, though, I would have if if I could break through the five ceiling, CBS would have gone higher than a five. So I'll just I'll I'll. I'll stop. I want to say about... I want to say something though, Chad. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna no. stop talking about ratings until the end. I just what? muted him for you. Right. <laughs> I see that on my screen. <laughs> Jake is muted. <laughs> you don't have to mute me. Go ahead, Chad. Alack. Four seven five. This might change. Yeah, I mean, look, you can. I know we talked like last time when we especially when we did CBS and Goose. And Pliny about comparing it to like for like beers, but you know, I I mean, I guess you did too, Chad. But we we both gave CBS and the Green <coughs> Island that was oh god bless. I swear you're gonna throw up on the end of that one. God, uh, we both it. gave CBS and the Goose Mike Island. Mike Clean. We both uh, gave them fives because they they can stand on their own. Yeah, as, as giving them yeah. a five, it doesn't have yes. to be. Well, I gave Goose a five, and I really can't give this a five. I don't think it has to be that way at all. Um, this is a damn good I, beer. I think there are plenty of beers on my list out of the 15 fives that probably now that I'm into, uh, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, fine tuning my taste at this point going back. I probably wouldn't have rated some of those beers a five. Right. And that's the other thing, you know, when did you start doing untapped? Like when I look back and when I started doing untapped, I don't even, 
when I started doing untapped and like I, like I said, I rated Pliny so high, I wouldn't rate it that today because your palate has changed. The your flavor has changed over time. But it's not just your palate's changed. You've had more beers. Well, that's so what I'm saying, the, the, the spectrum of what's a five has changed. What I think is interesting, though, and I don't agree with you guys, and I'm in a position that our fans aren't in just yet, uh, or maybe they will be by the time this podcast comes out. Is it our fans? Our? Seriously? Your fans. Because I'm a fan. <laughs> as much as I hate you guys. Uh, yeah, you uh, did say I'm a fan earlier. Now, now you're... Now those under his too. Pretty soon you guys are going to be gone. It's just going to be me. But um, <laughs> you guys slowly I like started that. backing off of CBS as that day went on. You started you started saying maybe you gave it too much. No, I don't think I gave CBS too much. Uh, no, I think you need to go back and re-listen to that. Let's wait till the, let's wait till the Bourbon County comes out. I've listened to that podcast more times than you know. Listen, I was there once and I was drunk, so yeah. <laughs> I never backed off America. my rating of the five. Uh, yeah, America. no, they're all they're they're very well well deserving of it. I think the Pliny was the one that I definitely back off my first that I gave it back in 2012. But as you yeah. said, drink more, you learn more, your palate changes more. You have better beers, you have worse beers. You know, if you think about when you first started drinking. Any type of craft beer, what were you comparing it to? Well, your base beer, of course. So, of course, that first craft beer you had was so damn good. You're going to like, oh, shit, this is really good compared to my base beer. I'm going to rate that higher. But then as you go, you've had so many good beers, they got to settle somewhere. Actually, the first craft beer I legitimately tried to enjoy, I was like, oh, this sucks. But there's a bunch of people around that like it, so I'm going to pretend to like it. Got to be cool, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, think that happens a lot. quite a bit. That's actually. what happened. It, it actually took some time, but you know, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, not a stout fan uh, originally, trying to grow that appreciation. And the funny thing is, like, am I a stout fan now, or because I this beer is delicious, or are we just drinking just the cream of the crop, or maybe it's both? I don't know. Well, I think that's a very good point. We are. <laughs> I mean. Let's be honest. The shows that you've been on us on with oh, us, yeah. yeah, they have been damn good beers in comparison yes. to. Could be funny when it's like the shittiest shit shit beers and like, oh guys, I can't make it. Right, I can't. <laughs> I can't be there for that one. I got to do something over here. Now, Chad, this uh, the next topic that we're going to discuss while we finish finish off this beer. <laughs> this is something you brought up to me today. I think it's a really really good idea. Go ahead, Chad. We had an interesting discussion on the last one of the not the last podcast, but a couple of podcasts ago. Um, the during, one, right? During during planning, yeah, about IBUs, and I thought it was a, I thought we should just well, first, discuss set, what set the stage first, like what we talked about during that that review and what what kind of context to bring this up because right. When we reviewed those, Pliny the Elder was listed as being 100 right. IBUs, and um, Two Hearted, which is what we were comparing it against, was listed as being 55, correct? Yes. But the <laughs> problem was, if you go back and listen, as we tasted that, we were very shocked because because Chad, not being the IPA guy, when he's like, oh, you know, shit, this has 100 IBUs, I'm not going to like this. Even yeah. my wife, when she came in and tried it, she's like, I'm not going to like this 100 IBU. But then when you drink it, you couldn't really tell that there was, you know, a 50 difference in IBUs. And the reason I wanted to bring this up tonight is because it really kind of confused me when we were talking, when we did the Pliny versus Two-Hearted. And it's not, IBUs 
the IBU scale is a chemically dependent scale. So it's not it's not linear because it's based on the beer the beer taste and flavor. Who was that? Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. The the IBU scale I think is a good place to give you an idea of where you think this beer might be, but it's not accurate to tell you right. how bitter the beer is actually going to be. Because it is chemical, it's not. It's, it's a chemical measurement. It doesn't have anything to do with the other the other parts of the beer, especially malts, that will balance out the bitterness of a beer. So the IBU scale has been around for hundred years, early twentieth century, right? Right. Yep. It, it was introduced as a way to quantify how bitter a beer would be when it's ready to drink. And it was also in modern brewing, it's used as a quality check um, because the breweries are yeah. pumping out so much of yeah, the same beer. They want to be sure that the, that the flavor is the same. It's the flavor consistency is the same across, you know, all these beers that the, the, that one style across all their, all their brew sessions. Yes. Yeah. So they want to, they want to be sure. And so that's one way that they can do quality checks on it. Yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of articles here we can, we can reference while we're talking about this. The, I, I, so I'm just going to start out with the definition of, of the inner, of the international bitterness units scale. It's a chemical measurement of the number of bittering compounds, specifically isomerized, isomerized, isomerized and oxidized alpha acids, polyphenols, and a few other select bittering chemicals that make your beer taste bitter. I don't know what all that shit means. That's what the that's the definition of the IBU. At least he's honest about it. I have no idea what I just told you, folks. But what it means is the IBU scale correlates to uh, what your palate, your sense, your sense of of bitterness of a beer actually tastes like. And the the brewers have to use this because if they if they they don't give some sort of indication of where the beer is going to fall on in on some scale, whether regardless of how you taste it or how you, or how you don't taste it, it, it has to be out there to give you an idea where the, the beer might be. Well, the one, the one thing I'll say about that, that Pliny and two hearted uh, episode is that I know you repeatedly said, I, I don't taste a difference, Chad. You're like, I don't see a difference. There's really no difference between these two. And in one of the articles that, that we found, there's a pretty good paragraph. I thought that kind of explained that. You know the, the bitterness can be offset by by different things. Yes, um, in the brew process, and so that explains yeah, the, you know, the exactly balance why. of ingredients. Right. You know they can use the different malts in order to offset the bitterness, but when you do the IBU test because it's based off the chemical, it's still going to rate as being 100 IBUs, but on the tongue, it's not going to give you that IBU that 100 IBU sting. Right. So an example in this article says that you can drink a strong amber ale rated at 60 IBUs that doesn't taste nearly as bitter as a 55 IBU pale ale. The stronger malt flavor of the amber ale matches the IBUs of the beer and balances them accordingly. So the IBU scale simply measures the amount of chemicals in a beer that make it taste bitter. And the question is, does that make sense? Uh, my, my head says yes, my body says no. But then what's the point of telling people what the IBU is? Like Chair said, people started telling people, like, do they feel compelled to? There's, there's certainly not a law that says you have to tell them. No, like, I think, I think it's better. a, it's a craft beer thing. Really, you're not gonna find totally. the IBU listed on your freaking Bud Light. 
I mean, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? It, it, all right, lay it, off the cord light, all right? It gives, it gives I the said Bud Light, okay? But we can throw Bud Light. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. Light beer shit it, is light beer shit. The IBU scale gives the taster a place to start, I think. And that's, that is when I well, taste it. I'm just saying, like, great. You, you got an idea of the chemical composition, right? But I mean, for me, if, if it's not a reflection of how alcoholic it is or of the actual taste, it just kind of seems like I don't so, know, so you a don't look at you don't look at IBUs on a bottle at all when you I think of it. I tried to, but now I you know like when we looked at what what was it Pliny like double something else and they taste the same. It just and now you guys are like explaining this stuff to me, and it can all be offset in the process of how they make it. It just kind of seems like showing the IBU is just some hey look at me bullshit. I don't know. It's just how I feel. Yeah, you see that IBU rating and you're like, this is going to taste like shit because it's going to be so bitter. But really? You don't know until you taste it. That, But that that's my whole point is the Pliny being 100, the Too Hard of being 55, both of them tasted very, very similar to me because the Pliny was so, ha, has such a good balance to it with the other ingredients in that beer that it didn't make it taste like a 100 IBU rated beer like the the um the lagunitas uh, hop stupid that was 102 so when i look at a, a 100 ibu beer which plenty is and a 102 ibu hop stupid i dumped the hop stupid because i just didn't like it it was it just i just it didn't hit my tongue my palate right but the planning was really good so i'm saying like hey I, if somebody out there that's like a brewmaster wants to come and tell me What's what? Please do. But from where I'm sitting right now, like I thought IBU, okay, like this is a double IPA or this is, you know, I thought it meant something. And the more we talk about, the more I learn from you guys, at least where I'm at today, the IBU doesn't sound like it means shit. So don't put it on the can. Don't put it on the bottle. Let me taste the beer and then I'll figure out where it lands. So Chad, what do we do? What are we, where are we supposed to go from this, Chad? I mean, we're supposed to just look at a bottle and be like, "I don't believe you, you're lying bastards." No, because the number that's given is is a proven scientific number. My my point in in discussing all of this is, if you look at the IBU number and discount a beer based on the IBU number, you're probably missing out on a lot of really good beers. Because gotcha. that makes sense. If they, if, so, like the people I, out there, like my wife, afraid of a hundred IBU beer. You know, when she tried, when she tried the plant, God bless it. Uh, when she tried, you have yet to do one good burp in like four shows. So I had one. You did not. You did not. I don't remember. It was it. like half of one. No. no. Uh, your microphone. No, no, but seriously, like I, for example, really like Antihero. That is a beer that tastes, you know, very bitter to me. Like when I drink it, I can't drink it fast. Not because I don't like it, just because the bitterness just slows me down. But I like that bitterness. It just, it takes me longer than other sort of IPAs, you know, that I would drink to drink. But here I am looking it up. And 65. 65. 65. Doesn't seem that high on the scale. So, um, I, I, I gotta tell you guys, like, do you have, my, do you have enough memory of, uh, Pliny to compare Antihero to Pliny? My memory, listen, is shit. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's been a couple <laughs> weeks. Been I remember 
it, if you ask me, I would say Pliny felt less bitter. Like anti-hero feels very what I thought was IBUE to me. Like I thought that meant something. And now So you, you would have guessed anti-hero is higher than 65. Like just drinking it, I would have thought it was a hundred plus. I would have thought, you know, like, you know, I'm drinking, you know, not quite, but some variation of the you know, the five hundred crazy ass, like blow my IBU out of the water shit. So I, you know, I'm just in a place now, which I appreciate, you know, listening to you guys. Like, I, I don't know what IBU means to me anymore. It should mean something to you, but you, Chad. you, you have to, I Thanks think. Thanks a lot, Chad. No, I'm not going to sit tonight. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning just uh, right alongside you guys, because I always thought that IBU, the higher the IBU, the more bitter it was going to be. And that's absolutely not the case. Exactly. The, the IBU is a chemical measurement of a specific aspect of the beer. You don't know that the the IBUs are going to be offset by other ingredients that are in that beer. So it doesn't indicate what kind of flavor or aroma so, or, or even a perceived what you, what, think, you, what you think the bitterness is going to be. I think a better way to say an IBU is the potential bitterness that that has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Potential. Yeah. Pliny would have the potential to be at the very top of the IBU scale, but when you drink it, it's not because they've offset it with with other ingredients. And, and that's all fine. And I don't disagree with you. All I'm going to say is like it's not worth putting that on a bottle, on a can, on a menu if you're drinking a tap, because the reality is you just you really need to taste that beer to really know what the impact is. See, I, think you, I think you've really upset Jake, Chad. By what I, 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 I can't even burp, Chad. Thanks a lot. Well, you couldn't burp to begin with, but it does kind of look like you're about to cry over there. Tears in my beers. Okay. My, my whole point in this discussion is that the IBU rating needs to be, I guess, taken with a grain of salt. Because just because... It's a potential. It, look, instead of, instead of it, looking at it like, okay... This is going to be hoppy as shit because it's 100 IBUs. Look at it as this could be hoppy as shit because it's 100 IBUs. But I mean, you do have You know, did this brewer do do some good things in here and and bring that down with with other? I you know I'm just saying like what's next? Am I going to be on this show next week and you guys are going to be like, "There's no fucking Santa Claus"? I mean, I just where do I go from here? I would never ever say that because a parent could be listening in a car right now with a kid, and I don't want to be the one to. Say enough right, word. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Right, I don't want to say shit with their kid in the car. <laughs> I just think it's an interesting discussion based and this and this totally stems it's from interesting, our, the, but you, I, the plenty I, the episode. Seriously, sitting here looking at him, it's like you just broke his heart. It looks like I'm trying to burp. I mean, you know, like I get it. I, I, I still I hear what you're saying, Adam. Like look at it as a measurement for potential bitterness. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. Just there's no, re- you know, when we started this show today, like literally today, I was like, put it on the can, put it on the bottle. I want to know. And now it's like, you know what? Let me drink it because then that's when I'll really know. Because putting it on the can, put it on the bottle doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. Well, it does make it hard to get a gauge, right? So if you you take that bottle again, Pliny, for example, and it's 100, which is supposed to be like the the top end of the scale, and you drink it, and you're like. Oh wow, that's not that's not really bad. But then you go have the uh 
what did whatever you had, Chad? Whatever that one was. Um, the Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Oh yeah, the hops do. Lagunitas. 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 What was that one? How? Thank you, Chad. Thank you. Only when we say Lagunitas. Top stupid. How much was it, IBU? 102. Right. So then you have the 102, and it's like hobby as hell, and you can't even drink it. You you can't come up with, like, in your brain, you can't come up with a scale that says, look, this is 100. I'm not going to like this. It's not because of the 100, though, is what we've learned tonight. Exactly. It's, it, it's you're right. Deceptive it's practices by the breweries, goddammit. It was, it was a, a lack no. of balance Podcast over. We're of the other ingredients. I can't do a podcast in full faith with knowing this deception is going on. Well, and it's like, you know, the, <laughs> even the wife's nice, like, whoa, you, you know, you're really uh, working through these League of Heroes. And I was like, well, shit, babe, you know, these are IPAs. Like, this. I got to drink them before they lose, you know, that happiness, you know, babe, before they drink, go. I got to drink the whole case in a week or less, babe. Yeah. I was like, listen, you know, tell me when. I'm seeing two of you and then we're good to go. But um I you know now is this like fake news? Fake IBU. Fake news. I kinda you, like that you've, actually. You've upset me tonight, Chatter. It would be really cool. <laughs> Jake's Jake's idea would be really cool if we could get a brewer on here to talk about um and maybe maybe talk Jake off the cliff, you know, no longer believing in IBUs. I want it to mean something. It yeah, does mean are- something. It means it something on a chemical level. Well, great. I can't wait to put it into a beaker and look at it. Awesome. So you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Maybe That's I'll, the whole thing. You know what, Adam, do you have your graduated cylinder over here? Let's get the Bunsen burner going. Let's look at this shit. No, Who that's cares, the whole thing. Chad? Who cares it's about a, chemical level? You've totally ruined it, Chad. I care about for some big taste. You just oh, nailed it, Jakey. The taste is what it's about, not not IBUs. But I thought the IBUs was connected to the taste. No, you got to disconnect there. You well, great. Wrong. Great. I got chemicals in my beer, but it doesn't matter to the taste or how drunk I'm getting. Disconnect the IBUs from the taste. IBU is a potential bitterness. Let's leave it at that. Jake, finish, finish the uh, last little bit of your cuvee. Chad, cheers on the last little bit of the cookie. Go, boys. It's a good one, kids. I'm done. That was fantastic. Man, that was I so like when a... good. All right, so final ratings. Jake, go first. I'm going to lock this one at a 4-5. And as I mentioned like two hours ago, if you can get this beer, it is well worth the price. Pick it up. Even if you're not a stout drinker, pick it up. So you went from a four two five to beginning to a four five. Yeah, and what, what changed along the way? Do you think for me, um, it wasn't the award for me as I drank it. What I appreciated was just not only was it good when you first take that sip, but the aftertaste. Like it just, it's been just sitting there on my palate ever since we started this episode, just kind of smoldering, and I've I've really enjoyed it. And uh, hats off to the brewery, Three Sheeps. Um, well done. And the other thing, the, the other reason I went up is because now, like, I legit want to go out and find another blended beer. Like, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, you know, I'm going to give this a five. 
I don't I don't care if you guys think I'm a I'm a beer whore. Yeah, you are. This this was I mean we CBS do. CBS was above a five. Uh, this deserves a five. It's, it was it was fantastic. I I mean there, there's to rate a beer a five. I have to find something that I don't like about it, and there's nothing about this beer that I don't like. That's really interesting. Five. That's very interesting to say. Because now I'm thinking, is there anything about this beer I don't like? And if that's <laughs> the case, yeah, can I rate it less than a five? I, you know, I will say, for all of the things that Chatter said tonight, that might be the most impactful, other than, you know, destroying my whole belief of IBU. Adam, uh, where are you going to land? <laughs> well, I was in a 475 until Chad said that. <laughs> Don't base it on what I said. I just, no, I just you, you, like no, it was a very good point. If there's nothing wrong with the beer, shouldn't it right. be a five? Be your own man. Exactly. If there's something, if there's anything about a beer that I don't like, it's going to knock down the rating. I thought this one was, I, there's nothing about this beer that I don't like. So how can I not give it a five? Chad, you're right. You're right. But the other, the other half of that is, did this beer, just wow me did it punch me in the face did i just you know did i go full chub you know so so you're saying this this didn't wow you did you there is nothing wrong with this beer i will definitely agree with you there but i did not did you go full chub no i didn't go full chub okay i can't get a full chub right now i did listen the doctor says it's possible if i keep taking my pills (laughs) i keep doing my exercises in and out in out <laughs> oh man um a five, a five is a five you can't change that years from now you're gonna be like laying there and i'll be like remember right, you gave it a five when i gave that kuvi 2018 a five what the hell was i thinking yeah just got some guy from voice goes at it would you give it a four and a half that's weak sauce Better than a four and a half. Just because you're like all toy, toy, like a toyga when it comes to your ratings. That's it. I'm going five. I'm locking it at a five. This is a really good beer. I will buy uh, two more for myself. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go to Woodman's tomorrow and buy some more of this. Go ahead and look at me. It's fine. You Danes know me. I'll break in here and steal that shit. I don't care. What you would break into somebody's house and steal a four seven five? Your house, yeah. See, I think in your heart of hearts, Jake, you know this is a five. You know it. I even think this is CBS territory. I think it's that good. CBS is good. It is. It is. I, I actually kind of would agree with that. Um, I think Jake is Jake is just forgetting forgetting where he came the from. only thing that sets CBS apart from this. This has just as much front-end taste as CBS, hands down. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. And you might not even be into the sweetness that CBS has. Even me, I'm not a big sweetness guy. The thing is, with CBS, when you get that that maple action, the the aftertaste, it's like like you, you invited over a bunch of your friends and they won't leave. They're just hanging out, and it's just a good ass time. I mean, you just, there's no comparison. This this was damn good beer. This had a good aftertaste, but it wasn't 
it was like, you know, a few of my friends left and we were still kind of hanging out, had some music on, you know, it, it wasn't like CBS where like, we're just jamming ass shit. I mean, it's just going like, it won't stop. Like I didn't want to brush my teeth. I didn't brush my teeth for like three days. And nobody, <laughs> my wife won't kiss me. My kids won't talk to me. My boss was like, talk. Like, I mean, it was messed up shit. Like, I'm just like, I'm looking for that next beer where I don't want to change. I don't want to eat anything or drink anything. I don't want to change the flavor in my mouth. That's a five. Jamming ass shit. Listen, that's just real talk. All right. So next, it's Sunday night. A week from now, Saturday night. Seven days away. Saturday afternoon. Let's go to Three Sheeps. I, I'm a yes pending approval from the, the boss. All right. right I'm, a yes, no matter, I'm a yes no matter what. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to uh, this rambling ass <laughs> episode. Of this was fun. Podcast. This is good. Um, this is this is such a damn good beer, especially, especially at eleven dollars. You told me it was like twelve. How much did you make off me? A dollar for the gas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so everybody, thanks for hey, listening Jake. to the Beer Pops podcast. And hey, uh, Jake, we'll give you half of we'll give you half of the bonus that Adam and I, Adam and I make on this episode. Oh man, yes, on this episode. I set the twenty. Yeah, you're so still muted, so I don't know what you're talking because you're muted. <laughs> it's like he's trying to. He reached over and tried to use his phone as a mouse. How much you <laughs> Listen, I'm crushed with the ideas. Okay. Oh my God! You sound like Kylo Ren just now. And Kylo Ren was a whiny. The past is the past. Kill it. You sound like Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was a whiny ass bitch. It's kind of similar to you. <laughs> you guys know me, right? I'm a little whiny ass bitch. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Beard Hops podcast. If you want to find us anywhere on the internet, just go to beardhops.com slash find us, and all the links are right there. Jake doesn't want to be found on the internet, so we can't tell you where to find him on the internet. Right, Jake? International man of mystery. International man of mystery. So man. just go to beardhops.com slash find us. Man's a bit of a stretch. Uh, for all of you listening uh, on the podcast, uh, you can also see this on YouTube and you can look at Jake and all of his uh, inebriated glory and how, <laughs> how he wouldn't know a five beer if it bit him in the ass. And, uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, special shout out to Three Sheeps Brewery. This was a really, really good one. Uh, we're going to come see you guys. Stop breathing in the microphone. Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> Great beer. Good times, boys. Yeah, Three Sheeps, hopefully we'll see you soon because I definitely want to go up there and uh, check you guys out. Hopefully pick up a couple more bottles of this, one to age and one to drink again very fast. Well done. Pick it up, pick this bottle up, and uh, three sheets. You got me wanting three sheets. Three sheets right here. <laughs> three sheets. You're three <laughs> sheets in the wind, dude. Uh-huh. Three sheets. You got me wanting to find some more blended. Thank you. This whole night during, drinking during the week for you is not treating you very well. I got to work tomorrow. Me too. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, is there anything else to say? I mean, I don't know what else. Chad, did I miss something? No, I think we got it all. Good night, everybody. Oh, God. Good night, everybody. I'm so glad that's over. (laughs) 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 I still can't believe a... I don't know.
That's a damn good beer, man. Such that was so good. Beer. So good. Four or five is a good rating. It is a good rating. It, but what? Okay, so my question to you is: Now that we're we're, li- we're still live, we're off the air. Cut it off. What? What didn't you like about it? What? No, what I, you- there was nothing I didn't like about it. There just was nothing that catapulted it above where I rated it. I don't understand that. How can you? How can you say there's nothing I didn't like about this beer? Okay, so what's the opposite? Of there's nothing I didn't like about it. There's all kinds of stuff I did did like about it. Exactly. So there's all kinds of stuff great, great about it. And for me, right. there were some things great about it. Everything wasn't great. Tell and, me what and wasn't great. But you, wait, you said everything wasn't great? If it were, it didn't make that impression. It didn't. So, it didn't okay. So does this, have to, does this have to do more with the weight of the, so Three Sheep's, Kuvi Blend 2018 doesn't have the weight of a founder CBS. It has nothing to do with founder CBS. But it does just, because... No, it doesn't. You it, gave founders it, it, a five. You gave CBS a five. Right. I did. But okay. I did not I did not give this a four or five because of, because CBS. If I never had CBS, this would still be a four or five. So there's something you didn't like about it. No, that's not it. It was... <laughs> It was very good. Hey, listen, maybe, maybe, maybe founders got I'm a little extra love, you, dude. I'm just totally fucking with you because I know I'll never drink it again. I, I, I liked, I like to believe that the reason that I gave founders the extra love is because of the aftertaste, which this had a very good so aftertaste. Good. It was so good, but CBS, what, yeah, that CBS, Chad. I mean, like, I know it was like I, I just I got donated a plate of pancakes, dude. I know. So, I I mean, it. when a beer does that to me again, it'll get a five, and it'll have nothing to do with CBS. I don't know what that beer will be. This was a very good beer. I Thank you. You, Is is CBS your only five? He doesn't give it up easily. Uh, I've got the text from my wife that I have no plans this weekend, so I'm thinking Sheboygan. Might be doable. Uh, I don't even. I don't even need to check. I, I know yet. for sure I can go. I can go Saturday. You're an hour away. Huh? What? The difference between one hour and two hours is nothing. It's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I will find out. There is a difference. Um, Jake, I hope you can go. That would be amazing if the three of us could meet up at uh, at Three Sheeps. I, I know. Uh, imagine I mean, imagine Sunday... having this beer on fucking tap. I mean, oh, here's my oh, question. Are we going to be able F-T. to F-T. like 75% chub right now if that thought? OFT. OFT. We stay tonight or are we going to make it home? We're going to make it home. So that's why I got to take my wife so she can drive. I'll let you guys know. I would love to come. Either way, I want you to Marco Polo me. Hey, and we'll can respond. you get a babysitter? Hey, dude, dude, just do this. Get a babysitter. Bring Lauren. I'll bring Brittany. The six of us go. I, I will ask. Maddie. Maddie no promises. Maddie, um, All right, so boys. I'm speaking, I'm speaking for Brittany. I, I can't do that, but I know for sure I can go. All right. I'll let you boys know. Thanks for having me. It's it's late. Yeah, it's ten four, o'clock. The four or five. It's so 
Yeah, I gotta go. Four or five. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, go go say goodnight to the kitties. Uh, stop uh, stop the uh, garage band in there, sir. And I'll save it. And uh, kiss your wife for me. Wow, see that's that's kind of that's not appropriate. That got weird. <laughs> really weird My friend Rich always says that. Kiss your wife for me. Give your wife some tongue for me. Give your wife a kiss. Do you want me to save this or you got it? I can save it for you. Son. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, boys. Bye, Pookie. Bye, bye, Jakey.